former Australian test opener, also the co-host of a magnificent podcast. I don't know if you've heard about it, the Grandstand Cricket Podcast, which comes out every Monday night. His name is Ed Cowan, and he joins me now on Summer Grandstand across the country. Ed, appreciate your time. Corby, absolute treat. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. It's a it's a hell of a podcast, uh, which we do every Monday. So I highly it recommend is. you let's, checking it well, out. Let's not ruin all our good stuff today. Yes, you know, you yes. Got to fill an hour in on Monday. Just a little tease of the best of Teddy before we uh, we get to that on Monday. <laughs> um, first of all, I guess just a wide ranging question to start, Ed. What was your reaction when you heard the news? Ah, <sighs> that's uh, my reaction was was one of sadness, actually. Mate, uh, I forget the salaciousness of and people being caught up in the the, the gossip element. I'm, I'm sad for for the woman involved. I'm sad for Tim's family. I'm sad for Tim. Uh, it's just it's not a nice situation uh, for for anyone. And so uh, that was my first reaction, and and still trying to digest it. I guess. How culpable is the governing body, Cricket Australia, that we're in this position? And it's this kind of a story on the eve of the ashes. I mean, it was, you sort of, it depends how far you want to look back. I mean, Cricket Australia, yeah. it feels like, and I mentioned this earlier with Dirk, that it feels like the organization's just allergic to prosperity at the moment, that there's there's always something to get in the way. The the Shane Warne, Mark War situation was a four-year gap before we found out about that all these years ago. The ball, ball tampering situation. And now all of a sudden, here we are again with another captain resigning in ignominy. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting point you raise and it's a great lesson and reminder that there's no hiding from anything. There's no, no such thing as sweeping things under the carpet. You know, full transparency is always the right outcome in every circumstance. I can't think of one where, you know, you're not better off dealing with it at the time. It's an interesting call out actually, Corb, because all where my mind goes here and, and you know, that we don't always agree on things, so feel free to, to call me out, is this was at a time when the Australian cricket team and the culture around that team was at an all-time low. We had people barking at other players on the field. We had people tampering with balls with sandpaper. And now we had a member of the team doing very, very silly things. And it just plays to that uh, sort of view that they felt that they were invincible, that there was nothing in the world that could, could stop them. They were accountable to no one. And so it really plays to the culture at the time. Um, and, and and so that's where my mind goes instantly is it was so bad. It was toxic. It wasn't just toxic on the field. It was toxic off the field. And uh, it's it's interesting as to how people will view the people, you know, the, the administrators that were involved at the time and, and, and some are still involved in the game now. I guess even further back than that, Though, Ed, and that obviously wasn't a good moment for Australian cricket, and you could argue everything that happened before it led to obviously that that tipping point moment in Cape Town. But unfortunately, there has been sort of this gross culture around Australian cricket that there's this sort of boys on tour type mentality. Yeah. Um, is that still a problem for Australian cricket as much as we wanted to believe that, you know, that was a bygone era and now all of a sudden the clean skin, the pin-up boy of cultural change in Australian cricket is at the centre of, of something that at the very least is just unsavoury? It's it's hard to answer when you're not inside the bubble, and I've, it feels like I've been retired for ten years, but I think it's probably only three or four. So certainly, even through, so what I, I can say is my own experience, and that is, from the moment I started to the moment I finished, there was a a distinct cultural change as to how people behaved, um, and evidently, you know, some were were a bit slower to to pick that up. Uh, it's 
it, it, it's a really hard one to answer, Court, because you you don't know until you know, and and, and people make mistakes in all walks of life. Uh, it just so happens that this mistake was made by an Australian cricketer. Um, doesn't make it any better or worse. It's just a bloody stupid and silly thing to do regardless. Uh, obviously, there's the captaincy. There's also his spot in the team, which feels mm. like we always push this conversation down the road, Ed, even if he's not the best wicketkeeper batter in the country because he's the captain of the team. Does that now get brought into question? Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you, you bring this back to, to the cricket topic. So, it, he, there's no denying, 37 years old, neck surgery, hasn't played a game until today where he's turning out for for the University of, of Tasmania in a club cricket game. No shield cricket in the lead-up. This was going to be a tough ask from a cricket point of view for anyone, let alone the captain. And, and my gut feel is if he wasn't the captain, would he have been picked in that first test knowing that the injury that he's overcome and... and the little amount of cricket or form that he's put on the board because of it. And so without being the captain, oh, I'm, I'm actually surprised he didn't retire yesterday because he's now under the, under the pump. And then it's, it's the double whammy effect. No cricket under pressure. What really is there to gain from a, from a cricket point of view? Um, so I'm surprised that he that he's still playing. To be honest, it would have been I wouldn't have been surprised if he said it, it's just a time to to take a step back. It's a it's a tricky conversation because he needs runs. He's going to have to keep bloody well, but the attention is going to be firmly on him, and and that spot is going to unless he's absolutely firing, and it's hard to know how good his body is and 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 where his form's at. Um, he, he's going to be under a, a heap of pressure. Uh, and I dare say there's a lot more angles that we'll be able to pull apart on Monday. Always appreciate you jumping on and having a chat to us. Um, I'll see you on the Grandstand Cricket Podcast on Monday. I can't wait, Corby. We'll, we'll unpick it then. Former Australian bounceman, uh, Grandstand Cricket Podcast co-host Ed Cowan with me on uh, on Summer Grandstand.